You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. My name is Dennis Brown, and welcome back to the Growth Experts Podcast. We're going to go solo today, so hang on tight. Today, I'm going to go over seven pieces of advice for young and or 20-something entrepreneurs. Now, if you know anything about me, I started my entrepreneurial journey when I was in my early 20s, and now 51 years old. I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. I've been very, very blessed. But along the way, I made a shit ton of mistakes. And there's a lot of things I wish I knew. So I get people that come to me regularly and ask me questions. Sometimes they're first-time entrepreneurs and they might be 30 or 40. Other times, and in many cases, they're younger entrepreneurs. So I decided to put this together because I had a conversation the other day with a young entrepreneur. You know, And I really, really wish that I knew these things. So I'm trying to impart a bit of wisdom on him. And I'd like to share this with you. I hope you enjoy. First, let me start by saying, I don't know everything, and I'm not the most successful entrepreneur you've probably met, but I have been fortunate. Over the last 25 years, I've started several ventures, probably eight or nine different ventures over that time, and I've been really fortunate that four of them have done really well. Four of them are now seven-figure or eight-figure businesses, many of which I did end up selling, and so I've been very, very blessed. But again, I don't know all the answers, so I'm going to share with you seven tips, seven pieces of advice that I think would help you as a young entrepreneur. Number one on the list is don't worry about being good at everything. I remember as a young entrepreneur thinking I had to be good at everything. I had to be good at sales. I had to be good at marketing. I had to be good at hiring. I had to be good at accounting and finance. But the reality is you don't. The focus should be double down on your strengths. You've heard this before, double down on your strengths and hire to your weakness. I would have grown a lot faster and probably had a lot more success had I taken this piece of advice or had this piece of advice when I was an early startup. So don't worry about being good at everything. Double down on your strengths and hire to your weaknesses. That's number one. Number two on the list is probably should have been number one because it's one of the most important things that I've ever learned as an entrepreneur. And that is this, don't fall in love with your idea. Don't fall in love with your product or service because the fact is you can sell yourself into anything. You know, I've seen it too many times before where people have an idea and they spend an enormous amount of time and energy and even money building out that idea, whether it be some sort of a physical product or a service or a software or whatever it may be. And they never really understood the concept of product market fit. You have to make sure that you don't fall in love with your ideas. And I'm sorry to tell you, but just because your brother or sister or cousin or mom or dad like the idea 
is probably not a good enough test to determine whether it's a viable business because the fact is, you know, they love you and they sometimes can't give you the hard answers. So don't fall in love with your ideas. You have to make sure that you do enough customer research and you gather enough data as it relates to product market fit that you hit the nail on the head. And of course, you don't have to have it perfect when you first start, but you definitely need to start with that product market fit. And that goes hand in hand with not falling in love with your product. Number three on the list is take risks. And I think this goes without saying, but the fact is a lot of people are risk adverse, but when you're young, the fact is you have time. You have time to fail and don't be afraid to fail because you do have time. Time is on your side. As a 20 something entrepreneur, you have tons of time to get it right. And I promise you, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to do a lot of dumb things and you're probably going to fail a whole lot and that's okay. But you got to be willing to take risk because there is no reward without risk. Now, you can take calculated risk, but the fact is you need to take risk and they can't just be one risk. It's going to be a series of risks. But what I found is that all the success for me has been on the other side of fear. And sometimes that fear is fearing of whatever failure or risk is on the other side. So all I can tell you is be willing to take some risks. And the more risks you take, calculated risks you take in a compressed period of time, you're going to start to see more opportunities and more growth. So don't be afraid to take risks. Tip number four is bootstrap versus raising capital. And when I say raising capital, I mean from friends and family, angel round, venture capital, going out and raising capital. My suggestion to you is bootstrap your idea as far as you possibly can. You should be able to bootstrap your idea to the point where you have a good fundamental understanding of product market fit. You know, you're developing out the product, whether it be some sort of physical product or service or 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 whatever the case may be. But the fact is, you know, I'm a big guy when it comes to bootstrapping. I don't like young entrepreneurs out there trying to raise capital. I think it really deters you from focusing on the business itself. And by adding capital without having a really strong understanding on how you're going to execute that capital, I think it's a recipe for disaster. And not only that, but you're going to be giving away a huge, huge percentage of your business that you don't need to give away if you just bootstrap your idea effectively and in a time, you know, in a time constraint manner. Of course, you're not going to want to take two years to try to bootstrap your idea, but you definitely could take two to four to six to maybe even 12 months to bootstrap that idea start seeing some momentum before you go out to the market if in fact you ever do need capital to start running that business at a higher level. Tip number five is something that I talk about regularly, especially on social media. I've even talked about it on the podcast before, and that is don't fall victim to compare-itis. Now, what I mean by compare-itis is when you start comparing yourself to others that have come before you. So for example, you're a startup entrepreneur, you've got this idea, and you start comparing yourself to Mark Zuckerberg, or you start comparing yourself to other people that have had a lot of success before you. Because the fact is, while it's great to be inspired by other people's success, the fact is they're at a different stage of their business than you. I mean, we see it all the time, you know, especially on social media, people will talk about the success and the highlight reel, and that's all you're really getting. You're not getting all the nitty gritty between the you know, between the cracks details of the the failures that they've had along the way. So comparitis is when you look at other people and you're you let that comparison, you know, detract from your motivation or to detract from 
the success that you're having in your own business. I mean, it can be a very challenging, very challenging being an entrepreneur. It can be very lonely. It can be very depressing at times. And so comparitis is one of those things that you absolutely don't want to do. You see it a lot on Instagram, you know, where you've got these beautiful people and models and people that are, you know, wearing Rolexes and and driving Ferraris and fancy cars, but it's not about that. And, you know, I hope that's not why you're, you want to become an entrepreneur. Of course, having some spoils of your labor and fruit of your labor is great, but ultimately that's not what it's all about. So don't get focused up in on the success of others. Focus on executing on your plan. And I think you'll, you'll be a lot happier and you go a lot further faster. Tip number six is all about being obsessed with your customers. And in particular, the difference between customer service and customer experience. There's a huge difference, right? So for example, I've pointed to this many times before in different content, you know, about the difference between the Disney experience, right? Where you have this amazing experience from A to Z. They've got it, they've really got it locked down from a customer experience perspective as compared to what most businesses deliver, which is a little bit more focused maybe just on customer service. And that kind of comes down to being reactive versus proactive. So you have to understand and really become customer obsessed. And it's got to be all about that customer experience. Remember, you want to have the wow factor. You want to have be have them feel differently about you than any other brand they do business with. So you you have to learn to become obsessed with that customer experience as opposed to just settling for, you know, good customer service. So that's number six. And tip number seven is to find or create some sort of a support group to help you to continue to grow and learn and to help support you through your difficult times. For example, masterminds are a perfect example of a support group for entrepreneurs. Now, I started my first mastermind when I was 36, so I was a little bit late to the game. But since then, I've been a part of different, you know, very structured paid type masterminds and or even free masterminds that, you know, I've had friends or colleagues that were a part of, or even something that we were, you know, friends and I were able to put together ourselves. Perfect example, I have a weekly mastermind that I'm still a part of. I have a group of total four entrepreneurs. We get together every Wednesday. As a matter of fact, as I recorded this episode, we had just gotten together a few hours ago. We get together, we help support each other. We help brainstorm, we help discuss issues or challenges that everybody's facing in the business. And it has helped a lot, not only myself, but all the other members. And I think finding that, finding or creating that type of support group will go a long ways, especially when you're early 20s, because you can have a diverse range of ages in that group. You know, you could have older, younger entrepreneurs, but ultimately having some sort of a support group outside of your family with people that really understand the trials and tribulations and issues associated with being an entrepreneur, I think will go a long way. So I hope you enjoyed those seven tips. If I were in my early 20s or a young entrepreneur, I would have loved to have some, had somebody impart that type of wisdom on me. I think it would have helped a lot. And so I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give us a quick review on iTunes. Make sure you tune in every week. Every Monday, we have a live interview with a growth expert, someone who's built a seven or eight figure business. And we talk about the strategies they've used to, to grow their business. And then on every Thursday, I do a solo episode where I'm talking from my own playbook about my own experience. And uh, I hope you're able to garner something from that. So have an awesome day and I'll see you next week. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, 
then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.